Welcome to America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula. Registered Investment Advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Thank you so much for joining us and welcome you into America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner and myself. My name is Chris Swan. Here's how you reach out. 419-794-3030. That's the number. 419-794-3030. Always available online day and night. America's Retirement Headquarters.com. On today's show, we're a week early, but we're allowed to. I think we're going to get a jump on Father's Day with some financial lessons that we learned from dear old dad. To talk about how to build in healthcare costs for retirement and how to plan for longer lifespans in retirement. All this and more. First, got to check in with the guys, Nolan and Scott, as always. Glad to be with you. How we doing? Doing good. Uh, great to be here. Um, as Father's Day speaking, uh, today's kind of interesting. This week, uh, my other son Carter started uh, working here at the office, kind of helping out. So he's here listening to the show, kind of tuned in for the first time. And uh, good to have uh, him part of it. And uh, I just got back from Washington, D.C., so... I know uh, just a few days ago we uh, had D-Day, and so my wife and I were out in Washington, got to visit all the war memorials, you know, as a veteran of the Marine Corps. Um, it's it's just so impressive to be out there and see, you know, still what the greatest country ever has to offer and how much respect we give for those who served us. I had an opportunity to uh, sit down with a small group of people and have some conversations with uh, former Vice President Mike Pence. So we've got some information coming up in future shows that we're going to share. So lots of incredible stuff going on and uh, good to have some beautiful weather here. Looking Absolutely. forward to continued great weather here in Northwest Ohio. Yeah, you know, I um, uh, was a little bit jealous that you were in the D.C. I, I visited there a couple of times and what a great place to see a lot of history. And mm -hmm. it's just awesome. I mean, everything that's been through that city and, and uh, um, that town and you know, you, when you drive in, I, I'll never forget this. First time I was there, you drive in and you see Arlington Cemetery. And uh, we had a whole day planned. And uh, we, I go, oh, my gosh, I want to stop here. And we stopped at Arlington Cemetery. And we literally were there almost the entire first half of the day. So we didn't get to do half of what we wanted to do. But what a memorable, you know, watching the changing of the guard uh, for the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. What an incredible place to visit. And it's a... Uh, should be a bucket list if you haven't been there yet. Absolutely. That is something that I can I can pass on as well. You know, the first time I went there was with the, the Boy Scouts way, way back in the day and during my scouting days. But I've been many times. And if I could offer any advice to anybody out there, it is certainly, you know, to echo what you said there, Scott. If you're going to plan things out, go ahead and give yourself one or two free days to make up for all the things that you, you pushed off or, or, you know, you got distracted. Uh, but definitely make sure that you include it on your on your, your travel itinerary. But this is not a travel show. This is a, a show getting people right. prepared for retirement. So, Let's dive into that. A, a new survey shows Americans, well, they're dipping into their savings so much due to inflation that many are actually delaying their retirement. The poll found that one in four feel they're going to have to put off leaving the workforce because of the higher costs of everything out there. Now, retirement is a big decision, and I feel like delaying retirement is as big a decision and probably not one that I think they should make on their own. Shouldn't they turn to professionals like you guys uh, to weigh the pros and cons of this? Well, you know, it's always good, I think, to get an outside opinion kind of looking in. Uh, I was just having a conversation about another business that I'm part of, and we were talking about having, uh, you know, a group of people to be able to weigh in on some of the decisions. And it's no different when you're looking at your finances. You know, sometimes what seems like such a challenging thing to figure out can be easy for somebody when they're looking from the outside in. And, mm -hmm, sure. you know, you can think about so many things in your life that that makes sense. But, you know, in this particular case, I think uh, things have gotten really scary. Wouldn't you agree, Scott? Oh, there's no question. You know, uh, it is scary, and it's definitely a, a different set of eyes looking on it, a different perspective. You know, the crazy thing is 36% of surveyed respondents have reduced their savings. Here's a really staggering number. Less than 70% of Americans have $1,000 stashed away, and 45% of people have nothing. So if you're talking about cutting back on what you're putting away in a savings account, 
I mean, these numbers are crazy. 70% of people have a thousand. You can't cut back much more than that. No. I mean, there's not much in there to begin with, you know, and then 20% of people are putting away less in their retirement plans. That's not going to get you that dream retirement that you've always, uh, you know, wanted to work hard for and strive for. Those numbers to me, you know, I, I go back and, and I, I remember seeing some reports previous where the savings numbers are so low, people just aren't putting away money. And it seems to be that younger generation, you know, I, I remember my mom and dad would always save money. They always talked about putting money away in a savings account, savings account, savings account. And those numbers to me are absolutely staggering. And I don't know how you can cut back on when you're not putting money in there anyhow. You know, I would say the good news is, is those people that are actively looking at making changes to their, you know, budgets and finances, they're setting aside strategies to make sure that they don't get wiped out if this market continues to go down. They still can actually be in a great position to be able to retire early if they, you know, have a plan in place to work with uh, Scott or a health insurance advisor to look at ways to keep, you know, health care costs more affordable. Mm -hmm. In fact, even in the survey, the latest survey that came out by CNBC showed that 52% of people in the survey are dependent upon that advice of their financial advisor. That's a jump of six percentage points. So, you know, the bottom line is for those of you that are out there listening and you're considering looking to retire early and you just, I don't know, what do I do right now with this, you know, world that we're living in? What you do is just get educated and get educated about some of the steps that you can take. We just had some events this week. We also did an event last week. But if you stop on over to our website, americasretirementheadquarters.com, you click on the events tab. We've got five events coming up to help get you the information you need. We're going to be talking about the baby boomers basics. So we're going to be giving you classes here in Toledo. We've also got classes in Livonia that we're going to be going over you know, how to build a tax-efficient retirement plan. You know, what are the steps to get prepared to retire early? What are the things that you need to go through and the checklist that you need to have? So, you know, an hour and a half investment of your time to come out to one of those events is going to help you be able to determine if now is a good time to be able to kind of be prepared. If not, what are the steps that you can take to adjust the plan to get that ultimate confidence? And again, you know, here we're all about education, whether it's the show or coming out, uh, listening to us at one of our events or, you know, coming out to uh, some of our satellite offices. I know we've got some events for our, our uh, northern folks up in Livonia, Michigan. So that's something I would tell you. If you're a listener and you want to get that information, that would be the next step to help gain that confidence and uh, moving forward. You know, I think you should always look at um, seeking professional help with someone that actually is in the business. You know, you wouldn't want to... Um, you know, if you needed a procedure done, um, you know, I remember the old uh, ganglion cyst on the wrist. You know, I shouldn't say the old because people still get those. But, you know, you, you, you look and people say, oh, here, just put your hand down on the table and I'll smack it with a book. And it's supposed to break up that uh, cyst. Well, that doesn't always turn out so well. You want to go to a doctor to have things taken care of like that. You know, it's kind of like... Um, a tattoo artist, you know, how many times have you seen these uh, people that uh, make poor decisions and get a tattoo, tattoo themselves and uh, <laughs> instead of going to a professional? You know, I know those are kind of crazy examples, but man, I tell you, when you're looking at your retirement and your livelihood, seeking professional uh, assistance is definitely something you should look into. That's something that uh, undoing the, the mistakes that may have been made, whether it is a, a bad tattoo or, you know, a, a financial plan can be costly and, and mm -hmm. something that could have been prevented altogether by seeking the right help to begin with. As somebody, and I'll admit this, as somebody who gets overwhelmed a lot, it is easy, I think, to think about retirement prospects right now and feel overwhelmed. Oh, inflation is so high. The stock market is whatever the stock market is doing. Taxes are going to go up. There's a war in, in, in Ukraine. What am I going to do to feel overwhelmed for me? strategy, take a deep breath, take a look back, come back to it a little later on. And, and once I, I start working on it a little bit at a time, I find out that, you know, it's actually usually better than I thought it was going to be. So sure. if you are feeling overwhelmed, that is fine. That is a human emotion. We're all human. But take a deep breath, pick up the phone, give a call, seek professional help. You're, speak with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, 419-794-3030, whether it is coming to their offices, whether it is attending one of the upcoming events, you can see that full schedule at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Sometimes having that conversation with someone can show you maybe you're in a better position than you thought you were. Or if 
and, and I hope this isn't the case, you aren't, and, and you know, it is still kind of a, a rocky situation as far as your retirement prospects go. At least you now have a professional's ear who can show you the steps that you want to take to get back on track when it comes to retirement. So again, 419-794-3030, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Don't feel overwhelmed by uh, retirement prospects, uh, you know, just based off of, of emotion. It's all about taking the emotion out of your retirement planning. And the truth of it is we're hearing plenty of gloom and doom coming from a volatile stock market, but some, they're looking at opportunities, and that includes Truist Bank's Keith Lerner. He tells CNBC. Honest, we look at 5 and 10% corrections as the admission price to the market, and we really want to focus on where the next 30, 40, and 50% move is, and we think that is higher, maybe over several years. Now, if we see something where we think it's going to be a, a greater than 10% correction, something that's sustainable down, then we will make tactical decisions. At this point, though, we do not see that as the most likely uh, scenario. So let's talk about the next 12 months in, in America's retirement headquarters. Are you guys more optimistic or pessimistic about it, and how has that affected the planning? Well, I would say that I am very optimistic about some selective opportunities. So the event that we just had here at the office was called Turning Panic into Opportunity, where we had kind of talked about some of these areas. And this is one of those rare moments of time that if you're listening, pay attention and and take some notes on this, because if we go back to the 1980s, you know, what we can do is we can look at all of the declines that happen throughout the year. They're called intra-year declines. You know, so as an example, in 1980, at one point, the broad market was down about 17%. But by the end of the year, it actually had ended up positive 26%. And if we go back and we look at the history, what we have seen is there's been about six times that the market has declined greater or equal to 20%. And that's about kind of where we're at right now. And, you know, what history has shown is that over the next couple of years, the market has tended to perform, you know, well. So it's not to say that we're at the bottom because there has been times in the past that the market went down greater than 20%. But what it is saying is that to start to look at selective opportunities makes a ton of sense. What we had talked about in our most recent educational events that people came out to was again, turning panic into opportunity. Give you a couple of perfect examples. Most of our listeners are in tax-deferred retirement accounts. So what they're saying is, like, let's defer taxes and figure this out later. Mm -hmm. That may not make a lot of sense for people that have done good saving and investing because, you know, we have this massive debt problem where tax rates could go up in the future. And, in fact, many people could end up paying higher taxes in the future than where they are today. Now, in addition, if your investment accounts are successful, your account balance should be higher in the future. And so higher taxes on a higher balance is like a double whammy effect. There's been a couple of really good quality stocks that kind of my favorites are favorites that you have. And some of those stocks, what we've seen is we've seen a pullback of 30 to 40%. So if you love those stocks or if you look at your portfolio and if there's some investments that you really have you know, confidence in over the next three years or you know, even five years, those stocks, this is a moment of time you want to have a conversation with your CPA, your financial advisor about doing tactical Roth conversions. Mm -hmm. You can take a couple of those stocks, you can go ahead and pay the taxes while the the rates are lower. And then if and when that stock recovers back, all of that profit is tax free. If you follow the rules of a Roth IRA, which say, you know, you need to hold it until 59 and a half or five years. But there's some significant opportunities out there in the marketplace with selective quality investments that are trading at deep discounts that I think are great additions to add to the portfolio. It's also a good time to kind of shore up the ship. So we've been talking about the fact that uh, bond funds have been under pressure. I think bond funds are going to continue to become under pressure for, you know, at least the next 12 months, which is what the question was about optimism or pessimism for the next 12 months. That would be an area that you might want to look at alternatives for. So those of you that own bond mutual funds, variable annuities, target date investments, uh, you could utilize other alternatives. I've seen uh, a lot of the fixed rate investments uh, substantially get higher. Uh, we have talked about the fact that government I-bonds are now paying over 9%. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got things like protected equities that can give you downside protection, but maybe more uh, ability to have a growth and recovery quicker. 
Uh, there's a lot of solutions. And so this is one of those moments of time that you really want to sit down and take a look at, you know, how do you turn again what is a panic into an opportunity? Because there are a lot of uh, things that are out there. You know, and the reason we do this show is to help you, our listener, make a good educated decision. So, you know, I also talked about how in the media, you know, oftentimes they're playing on your emotions. Mm -hmm. They're trying to get you to buy or sell, and those can be costly mistakes. Our job, I believe, is as a listener of our show is to try to help you avoid those costly mistakes. And how do you take what right now can be some good opportunities and stack the deck of cards in your favor? Again, whether you're a client or just a listener, we're here for you. Again, like I said earlier, it's all about being able to take a deep breath, take a step back and, and look at it. Yes, if the market fluctuation has got you nervous, it's really about how you, you risk allocated right now. But it is also a good time to look at those opportunities. Roth conversions right now are a fantastic thing because there are some things that we all assume and we all hope and we all know. And, and you assume that the money that you have in your portfolio right now, it will grow over time. If you, you know, time in the market is better than timing the market. So if you stay the course for 20, 30 years or, or you know, a long enough time, the money will accumulate. It will increase. What goes down must come up is the opposite of what most people say. But uh, that is the truth when it comes to the market. On the other side of the coin, I think we all know that taxes are almost certainly going to have to go up in the future. You know, 2025 is right around the corner. That's when the, the Trump tax cuts are set to a sunset and uh, reverting back to the Obama era. And, and even if they don't raise taxes beyond that, which I'm almost positive they will, that is still a tax increase. And so mm -hmm. why not go ahead and pay the taxes now at these low rates and, you know, kind of this lull in, in market performance and then let it grow from here on out without having to worry about taxes again? Definitely one of those opportunities that I think is worth taking a look at. And the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, they can help you explore the possibilities and see what's going to be right for you. It's not as simple as, you know, if you have a million dollars tucked away, don't convert it all right now because you'll have to pay taxes on it. That is something I think people forget. Those Roth conversions, they do pay taxes on it. So being methodical about it, figuring out the right time, they can help you work that out. Crunch the numbers. Here's the number you need to concern yourself with. 419-794-3030. That's how you do it. 419-794-3030. Or go online to America's Retirement Headquarters.com. It is the end of an era in New York City, guys. They just removed their very last payphone. I don't know the last time I actually saw a payphone. <laughs> uh, obviously, cell phones, the, the dominance of cell phones made them obsolete. Investing and retirement planning also took a digital turn in the same vein, kind of a long time ago. How do you help clients navigate this technology path so that they're comfortable in what you're presenting? Well, you know, I don't know the last time I saw a payphone. I think it might have been in a Superman movie when he jumps in the payphone <laughs> and comes out. And yeah, where does he change now? I don't, I don't I know. know. Yeah, that's a good question. Where's he going to change now? <laughs> you know, um, I'll jump on this real quick here. You know, with health insurance, the things that I do, uh, health insurance, you now, the crazy thing is you have the ability to view your claims, your prescriptions, you can check and see when your doctor's appointments are. You can get a copy of your ID card. Uh, you can get your last test results or even a full medical history all on your cell phone. And uh, I, I mean, that is leaps and bounds uh, ahead of where we came from, where you'd actually a lot of times have to actually go into the doctor's office to get a lot of this information. You know, one of the problems that I see with this, especially with the people on Medicare, is a lot of those people are older seniors that uh, some of them don't even have smartphones. I still deal with some people that come into the office and they have a flip phone, you know, and it's kind of funny to, you know, talk them through the flip phone process. But, um, you know, a lot of them don't have the smartphone, so they don't have that capability to go out and do that. Not only do they not have that, but even if they did, they're really intimidated and fearful of, of technology. So for, for health insurance, it's really crazy how you can actually log into your accounts and get all of the information you need. I know with investments, it's got to be every bit is uh, easy and, and you can get a whole lot more information through an online account. Is that correct? Yeah, you can definitely get a lot of stuff online. And I, I would agree with you that, you know, getting online can be challenging, you know, for folks. And, sure. you know, especially when we're talking with seniors and retirees, that it does get difficult. And then I think, you know, that's where it is nice to be able to sit down and talk face to face mm -hmm. with somebody that can kind of log into the computer and do that. In fact, you know, a few minutes ago, I was talking about uh, the, those savings bonds rates, the government I bonds. 
you know, and, and a lot of people there, you're probably listening, you may not even be familiar with government bonds because you probably haven't got them in so long. Mm-hmm. I was a little kid when I, you know, probably first got my bond that was maybe sure. a Christmas gift from grandma and grandpa. Yep. <laughs> and it was, you know, one of those $50 bonds that grandma and grandpa put $25 into. And back then it used to be really easy because all you had to do is just go to your local bank and you could mm-hmm. get the bonds there. And nowadays you can't do that. So nowadays what you have to do is you have to actually go online to the Treasury Department's website, the U.S. Treasury Department's website, and set up all that information. And again, you're giving your personal banking information. So it, it does get kind of scary. And of course, with scams that are out there and you know seniors and retirees under attack, it's, it's always helpful to have somebody who's knowledgeable to kind of guide that for you. In fact, you know, a little off topic here, but I did put together a video on our YouTube channel. So for those of you that aren't super tech savvy, all you do is go over to www.youtube.com, type in America's Retirement Headquarters. And I put together a quick seven minute video that shows you three simple steps to set up a government iBond account. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I know uh, even in your case, uh, there's a lot of resources that you've made available for helping, you know, educate people to watch videos about Medicare. So, right. yes, we do have to adapt. You know, also, I would say adaptation. What what I had say is I'm kind of surprised at how well seniors and retirees adapted with COVID. Oh, there's no question. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that being said, you know, with like Zoom technology and, you know, having reviews online or over the telephone, I still have clients that say, you know what, Nolan, I, I'd prefer to just jump on a Zoom call versus right. drive up from Finley and, you know, we could just take care of this. And that saves me a not only the five dollars and ten cents a gallon. I was just I was supposed <laughs> to go to Pittsburgh this past uh, couple of days uh, or this past week. And um, we decided, hey, let's do a Zoom call. You know, a five. I filled up my, my tank at five dollars and six cents. And, you know, I drive a pickup truck and that. You know, that's a $125 bill right there. I think you're going to see that. You know, we, we saw that with COVID, how everybody adapted. And I think you're starting to really see that now with with inflation. I know we kind of cut off of this, um, you know, the telephone booth thing here. But I think you're starting to see that more with inflation now and the cost of everything being so darn high that people are are going back to the Zoom. I've had two Zoom appointments this past week, which worked out really well. And you're right. The seniors, one of the services that I'm offering after we sign a client up for their uh, Medicare, they get their welcome packet with their ID card and about 30 days later, and I have them come back in and I will actually sit with them and help them create their account online and go through all of the different tabs that they can check and see if a doctor is in the network and check and see what prescriptions they have and and that's a new service that I'm offering that is really working out well. Clients are very happy and receptive to that. So, it's, hey, the times are here where automation and technology is not going to go away, and it's time to embrace it. Yeah, and I think, you know, your question, and we were talking about how to help clients navigate this technology path that they're comfortable with and, you know, how we're presenting it. Some of the other great things that have come out of technology is, again, Uh, It allows an investor to be more accurate at figuring out what their comfort level of Mm -hmm. risk is. I mean, Mm -hmm. right now is a perfect example in this environment. You know, when I got in the business 28 years ago, I used to ask people, you know, are you conservative, moderate, or or an aggressive investor? And, you know, what most people would probably say is I'm a moderate-level investor. But it's not until the market crashes or something bad happens that you find out that that definition of moderate is different than maybe what – the advisor thought. (laughs) And the neat thing is, is like with Riskalyze, you know, one of the technologies that we utilize, or there's other software out there, you can really kind of pinpoint exactly what level of comfort in a client is or what you should be invested into. And then you can compare those results with how your portfolio is allocated. You know, I think about it like how fast you're going in a car. So Riskalyze will use technology and questions that, uh, consumer can answer to determine whether they should be at a zero level risk, which I would say is like putting all of your money in a bank or a hundred, which is like, you know, my oldest son's cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. And in terms of an automobile, it's like how fast you're driving the car. So if somebody is a retiree and they 
look at their portfolio, we put it in the software and the technology says that their portfolio is a 75 level risk. It's like driving a car at 75 miles an hour. If you get into an accident at 75 miles an hour, it could be a deadly accident. So, you know, Carter, again, my youngest son, he's got his learner's permit. He just started driving, but we don't let him drive on the expressway yet. Sure. We take the back roads if he's coming in. And, and the reason that we do that is if we're driving here in Arrowhead Park, it's 25 miles an hour. If he gets into an accident at 25 miles an hour, it's, you know, no accident is a good accident, sure. but it's certainly not going to be a deadly accident. That same technology helps an investor become comfortable with knowing what their risk level is. So, if, again, if they look at it, their portfolio is a 75 level risk, but the way they answer the questions they want to be a 35 and just take the country roads and enjoy retirement time, then that would show that there's a clear change that needs to occur as long as, again, the uh, change will still accomplish the outcomes of what the investor is trying to accomplish over the long run. So it'll actually tell a client if they're a Sunday afternoon driver or not, right? <laughs> you know, Easy know? like a Sunday morning. <laughs> Easy like a Sunday morning. Yeah. You know, you see these guys out for a Sunday afternoon stroll and it's like, come on, get out of the way. I'm in a hurry. Right. Not everybody wants to be going 95 miles an hour That's in a right. fast lane. There you go. <laughs> and that is okay in retirement time. Sometimes <laughs> nothing better than easy like a Sunday morning. It's there all about go. enjoying the journey. And, uh, you know, if, if an accident does come along the way and you've got that heavy market exposure, it could really uh, put those plans, put that stroll through retirement at risk. So running the numbers, figuring out where you actually stand, how much risk you are actually taking, because as, as Nolan and Scott both said, it's really easy to say that you're comfortable taking a high level of risk you know, from 2010 through the beginning of 2020, honestly, when, when the markets were just doing gangbusters. But as volatility has crept in and people, I think, are becoming more and more aware, they're being reminded of the fact that the market, it does go down now and then. Uh, it's a good time to take a look at how much risk you're actually taking. And if it doesn't line up with what you thought you were doing, how comfortable you are and what you actually are uh, being able to shore that up before it becomes a much bigger issue. 419-794-3030. That's how the team at America's Retirement Headquarters can help you with that. 419-794-3030 or go online to americasretirementheadquarters.com. Lest we forget, next weekend is Father's Day. And, you know, over the years, I think a lot of us have looked to dad for advice. So we had a chance to speak with national bestselling retirement author Patrick Kelly to see if he learned anything from his father. And here's what he told us. You know, when I think of my dad and financial lessons, I think I learned most from watching his mistakes because he was not a financial guy. But one of the things I learned from him by observation was it seemed like about every few years, a family member or a friend, you know, distant family, had some kind of a sweet, sure thing for him. Hey, this is the great thing. This is work. And every one of them failed because something that seems that good probably and likely isn't. So guys, did your dad's pass on any financial lessons to you either intentionally or otherwise, you know, maybe, maybe as a cautionary tale even? That's a great question. And I actually had time to think about this a little bit. So my dad was a blue collar factory worker at Chrysler. And I remember when I was a kid, he actually worked a couple of jobs and, you know, he worked and loved to farm and help out farmers. So he worked in an elevator and uh, he worked really hard for his money. And I remember he really didn't have any investments or anything. Uh, and when they came out with the 401k offerings, you know, he, he brought it home. And I remember sitting, he was talking with mom and, you know, I would always listen to what dad and mom were talking about and learn from that. And I remember they were talking about putting money aside and, and I, I didn't know anything about investments. I was a kid and I said, boy, dad, you should put as much money as you can afford to put away. You know, so he did that. And, and one of the things I, I would tell you this, I don't know if it was so much advice that he really gave me. What I learned more from my dad was, was kind of like what Patrick Kelly said. I learned from examples that he set. I would watch what he would do and I would learn from the examples that he set. And I remember when mom and dad wanted to buy their first big car. It was a 1972 Chrysler New Yorker Brougham. This thing was a big boat, man. It was huge. And it was top of the line and my dad always wanted that. And they go to the bank and they didn't have any credit because my mom and dad paid cash for everything. And I guess the nugget from my parents would be very simply this, especially my dad, if you don't have the money to pay for it, cash, don't buy it. Because back then, they didn't have the credit cards and they didn't have, you know, the, the 
disposable income like you do today. Mm -hmm. So they literally had a really, really hard time getting a loan from a bank. And once they got that first loan, then he established the credit and, and they went on from there, you know. So it was not so much what he said, but it was more the examples that he said and um, that I, and I, I tell you what, I miss him dearly, you know. Um, I would take any one of his pieces of advice right now to have him back here. But um, that's what I remember from from my dad. Yeah, I, I think the same thing, you know, I, I lost my dad, unfortunately, too young at, at an early age. But, you know, it is a lot of those either life lessons or things that they said. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that my dad always taught me is to keep cash on you at all times. Yep. Um, hopefully I've passed that tradition down to my kids. If you look at my wallet, there's a certain spot that I keep extra cash just because in case, you know, the credit cards don't work or, or things happen. Mm-hmm. The other thing that was a big lesson, I think for, for me, you know, my dad was a dentist and so our family, you know, uh, was a little better off and had some extra income. But my dad was the guy that would always take and be the guy that would take the shirt off his back and give it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of that just by watching him has kind of resonated well with me. Um, I know, you you know, when, when my wife and I were in D.C. last uh, week, we were at uh, this restaurant, which was uh, right by the White House. It was uh, known as the first tavern in Washington. So wow. I like visiting history and you got to when you're in Washington. Uh, but we grabbed an extra meal because I also know there's a lot of homeless people in, in Washington. And I said, hey, let's take this. We'll grab this meal and uh, give it to one of the homeless people on the, on the way out. And sure enough, literally, as I walked out the door, there was a guy sitting there uh, that said, you know, looking for dinner, anything would help and, you know, gave it to him. And, you know, just doing those little extra things. I think obviously I learned a lot about the value of a dollar and how important it is to save. You know, my dad got me involved in investing in the stock market when I was 12 years old. I'm the guy that sent a picture to my kids last week uh, drinking from the water fountain in the parks in Washington, D.C. because <laughs> I didn't want to pay the overpriced $3 at the, right, right, right. At the thing. So I, I learned so much stuff, uh, even uh, learning how to avoid things like buyers or lawyers and avoiding making emotional purchases and you know to sleep on it for a day so you know hopefully those are all good traditions that uh, we learn and you know for all the dads that are out there we just appreciate you and take time to you know get involved in your your family's lives if maybe you're involved that's awesome maybe if it's been a while since you haven't been involved pick up the phone and call get back involved uh, make 2022 your year to do that you know, Nolan, I didn't have the uh, uh, good fortune of ever meeting your dad, but um, I could give a testimonial for you because uh, I've seen your generosity and yeah. knowing that it comes from life lessons that you had with your dad is uh, I could definitely tell that he was probably a, a fantastic, great man because I see those things in you, which are, are awesome. And maybe that's part of how we finally took so long to get together but we're together now because a lot of those things are things that my dad my dad would do anything for anybody in the neighborhood you know i remember he would one more turn on the wrench and he busted off more bolts than than anybody (laughs) i know but he was a ox of a man and uh so in in any case that's that's awesome and i wish i would have had the good fortune of meeting your dad a lot of great advice passed on from fathers you know either uh intrinsically passed down like you know they, they pull you aside to say son X, Y, or Z, or you learn by observing. My dad, I've, I've told this before, you know, he's a first-generation immigrant. He, As soon as he landed, pretty much he enlisted in the Army to start making a better life for what would eventually be, you know, my brother and I and, and my mother, our, our family. Families always come first for us, and that's something that, that has stuck with me, and, and I've, I've learned. It wasn't necessarily the most uh, financially savvy guy. That was in my mom's wheelhouse. Uh, but I did learn this, and this is not financial thing either. My dad's first car, after he got enough money from the Army, he bought, I think it was a 71 Mustang. Oh, wow. First car. And he did not know anything about car maintenance. So he never changed the oil in this car. Oh, so no. it it died. <laughs> uh, and so that is something like, I'm very meticulous about it. I'm like, I'm like you know, maybe 4,500 miles, but I'm changing that oil. Yeah. So <laughs> lessons, again, not necessarily something he told me, like intrinsically make sure you change the oil, but through a cautionary tale, that is something that I picked up from him. This is America's Retirement Headquarters here on WSPD. We really do appreciate you joining us. 419-794-3030 is the number. AmericasRetirementHeadquarters.com is the website. We talked about people entertaining the the possibility of if they could retire at all or delaying retirement earlier in the show. And early retirement is actually still a dream for many, but it does come with risks. There was an article in CNBC says that the earlier you retire, 
well, the bigger the risks. So what do you consider when it comes to determining whether or not a person and their money are set to retire? Well, I think a lot of it makes sense. I mean, the earlier you do want to retire, the, the more that it goes into it. Um, you know, being that I served in the Marine Corps, it's like shooting the M16 downrange. You know, it's a lot easier to hit a target when you're at 25 yards or 50 yards than, you know, when you're shooting at 500 yards. Sure. And, you know, that variance is kind of like gets wider and wider, and it, it certainly does. So, you know, to me, practice, you know, in the Marine Corps helped me shoot 491 out of 500 possible blur size uh, oh, and I'm boot camp training. Yeah. So that uh, worked out pretty well. But there's really, there's no substitute for crunching the numbers on the expected costs and sources of income that you're going to have in retirement time. And again, you know, trying to consider some of the things that could happen. Like, again, what if inflation continues to stay high? You know, what if tax rates double? What if healthcare costs go up? You know, simply setting those numbers in a nest egg uh, and just saying, hey, I'm going to pull 4% off is not going to cut it. You need to really develop a plan. And Scott, I can talk about so many examples of like healthcare costs and people need to look at healthcare costs not only after age 65 when Medicare kicks in, but also in this case with retiring early, thinking about how to set up their healthcare costs for pre-retirement time. Yeah, there's no question. You know, if, if anybody's out there listening and you're under the age of 65 and uh, you have a spouse that maybe is 65 and retiring, you're going to have a need for health care. And the way you're going to get that is through the Unaffordable Care Act. And the unfortunate thing with that is the deductibles are extremely high. Uh, I've worked with a couple of clients over the past couple of weeks and, and they had sticker shock. You know, so those numbers are really, really big numbers. You know, we were looking at uh, if you if you qualify for a premium tax credit, which simply means your income is of such that you actually get assistance from the government to pay for your health premium. Uh, you know, I had a client in and they were looking at getting $825 for COBRA through their employer, or they could sign up for um, uh, the Obamacare. And they were looking at a premium of $315 a month. So they were saving about $500 a month in premium, but their deductible was $8,700 for an individual. You know, so when you crunch the numbers and you add that all together, if and she's she's 64 years old she's she's got a year to pay for this um you're looking at some big big numbers you're looking well in excess of 10 to twelve thousand dollars of uh expenses that are going to where's that money going to come from i mean that's going to come right directly from their retirement planning and and they're going to have to change the way they're looking at this uh, you know, and once you get into retirement and you are on Medicare, there is a, a bit of relief there. Um, the premiums are are cut drastically in half or, or uh, not even in half, a lot lower than that. You pay for Medicare Part B. But then it's important to make sure that you pick a, a plan, whether it's a Medicare supplement or a Medicare Advantage plan, that's going to allow you to access healthcare and a much lower, um, you know, cost out of your pocket. So when you're heading into retirement pre 65, you can anticipate some big numbers. So you, you've got to be prepared for that. And, and that money's going to come from somewhere. There's a lot of solutions, though. I mean, there's again, there's ways to kind of work through this and, and kind of figure it out too. going back to the, you know, the analogy of again, you know, shooting down range with an M16. And I know not all of our listeners served in the military and, and maybe haven't even used a weapon. But you know, if I'm shooting down range, and I'm 25 yards out, if I go one degree to the left, I probably could still hit bullseye or sure. be on target, yeah, but sure. if I back up to 500 yards, one degree to the left can make a dramatic difference. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I also could put it in building terms. Uh, I work as the board president with Hooves, and you know, we use rescue horses to rescue veterans. And you know, thankfully to Troop 101, our local uh, Waterville, Ohio Boy Scout of America troop, they were out and they built what is called a lean-to last weekend as an Eagle Scout project. And it's uh, a barn for the mini horses. Sure. And so I happened to be out there and I was spending time rolling up the sleeves and cutting wood and doing stuff with them. And if you take and you're building a, you know, a, an area and it's not perfectly level, 
a little degree off, mm -hmm. by the time you get to the roof and the top, it's a big difference. It's a lot of degree off. <laughs> now, again, going back to lessons you learned in life, what I learned from my father-in-law is you can't see it from the courthouse, <laughs> but it does make a big difference. And the same is true when it comes to retiring and retiring early. In fact, just to give you one more example, Unfortunately, roughly 70% of people choose to select Social Security benefits early mm -hmm. before their full retirement age, accepting a lifetime penalty by drawing benefits early. So that one degree difference over the course of a retired couple's lifetime can make tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars of difference. So if you're going to retire early, we've got to have a really clear shot at exactly where we're going to go. And that's where, again, going back to using today's technology can help you pinpoint your accuracy. And, and again, the other thing that I would say is it's all about education. And one of the ways that you can get educated, again, if you didn't hear in the first segment, come out to one of our upcoming events. We've got lots of great classes that we're going to be teaching. Uh, if you go over to our website, America's Retirement Headquarters, click on the events tab. We're going to be teaching classes on the baby boomer basics and also going to be talking about classes on how to build tax-free retirement income. So we've got plenty of classes for you to choose from. And those would be ways to kind of help get you going in the right direction, make sure that you are getting these questions answered. And again, not making what could be these costly mistakes in the short term that could get you really off target in the long run if those of you that are looking to retire early. Yeah, you know, uh, Nolan, one of the things that um, uh, I want to add to that is one of the ways to prepare for that um, retirement is HSA accounts. It's another piece of that investment pie. It's not the whole pie. It's a piece of that pie. You know, I have a few clients that have anywhere from thirty to fifty thousand dollars put away in an HSA account. Wow. Uh, that is an investment account. Yeah, I mean they're they're maximizing every year. They're putting the money away because they know that that's tax free dollars when it comes out. It can be used for any medically approved benefit. You know, so. Like this example of the client that I had, if they had a significant amount of money into their HSA account, that 8700 bucks out of their pocket for their deductible wouldn't be a big deal. So they could buy that lower premium with that high deductible and kind of roll the dice. You know, if over the next year you can kind of manage your health, you know, maybe not necessarily utilize the deductible and kind of take uh, some proactive, you know, go to your doctor for your routine physical, which is covered, you could save a lot of money. And, and that's that's one of those buckets we've always referred to having buckets of money. That's one of those ways to uh, to prepare now so you don't have to worry about it later. It's all about planning ahead. And here's the truth of it. We're getting to an age right now where as people are living longer and longer, they could be spending as much time in retirement as they did in the working world. And if you do retire early, well, that's that's almost certainly going to be the case. So this is definitely one of those measure twice, cut one situations. Make sure that the, the numbers align, that it is feasible for you to retire. Because whatever your dreams are, I, I don't think anyone out there really says, you know what, I want to go ahead and retire. And then 10 years from now, I want to be forced back into the workforce. That's not really a retirement plan. But improper planning, a lack thereof, especially when it comes to retiring early and, and accounting for all those extra years, uh, that could be a reality if you don't crunch the numbers ahead of time. You don't have to do it alone, though. America's Retirement Headquarters, they can help you out with that. 419-794-3030 is the number. Or go online to americasretirementheadquarters.com. Go over there, click on the uh, events tab, see all the upcoming events they've got coming up uh, to to help uh, continue the conversation in, in educational settings and you know hopefully give you more confidence when it comes to your retirement. That's at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Now, we talked about uh, Dear Old Dad a little while ago and, and you know the advice that we got from him. When is the last time you actually had a conversation with your parents, your, your aging parents, about their finances. Logger Demelza Campbell did so recently, and she tells Yahoo Money she was in for a shock. My parents retired a little while back, and I actually discovered one day that they had $86,000 in debt. Talking about money in this way, in terms of the details of where they stand with their debts and with their cash, was just not something that they were taught to do. The first thought that I had was, how did my parents end up in this situation? And then the very next thought was, oh my God, does this mean that this is coming out of my pocket? <laughs> so do you guys have experience with this? Not necessarily with your own parents, but helping clients uh, speak with their parents. And, and, and where do you start? Uh, as a matter of fact, yes. Um, and I can actually tell you, you know, it's kind of a situation like with my parents. Um, you know, when 
I, I, I have some, I, I help them with their investments and I give them advice on where to go. I don't, I'm, I'm not a licensed to do investments myself, but I, I give them, you know, people. In fact, I referred the, um, my, my parents to, to Nolan and, and I know that we were watching and, you know, the money ran out, you know, and, and dad, you know, passed away at 85 and mom's 84 right now. And, you know, I, I was asking him, are you going to be okay? I mean, what's what's going on here? Where are we at with your, your financial situation? Um, a piece of advice that I would give is um, don't wait until your parents are 70 or 80 years old to have this discussion with them. Uh, you know, if they're dealing with any illnesses or anything of that nature, that's usually when the family members get involved. Um you know, I had a client last week that actually uh, asked me a question. She said, what's the best time to sign up for long-term care? And I said, well, you know, most insurance policies like long-term care are medically underwritten. So the younger you are, the healthier you are is the better time to sign up. But mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you it's never too late. And then she said, well, I'm actually asking because my dad's 88 years old. And he's got some health issues and we're going to have to, you know, looks like we're going to have to put him into a nursing home facility. And I said, well, here's the problem that you have. He's already got health issues and he's 88 years old. You know, the unfortunate thing is there's no way to really get coverage for them at that age. So you don't want to wait that long. You know, long-term care is a very important piece of the pie and puzzle for them at, at their older ages because that will eat away at all of their assets. I mean, it's you're looking at anywhere from, gosh, I, I think you're looking at five, four to five, six thousand dollars um, a month for a uh, long-term care facility, you know, and I went through this with my mom. I had that discussion with my mom um, and uh, she's willing to look and listen and, and, and uh, possibly, you know, start thinking about moving into a long-term care facility because of her health needs are getting to that point. So I, don't wait. It's very important to, to find out what's going on um, before they get ill or before they get in that situation. And, and kind of like, um, you know, like she was saying earlier, they've got a lot of debt. Am I going to have to pay for that? And those are not things you want to you want to have surprise you. Um, I mean, it's just have the conversation. I know it's very difficult and nobody wants to uh, have that conversation, but it's it's a very very important conversation to have. I actually, you know, as a financial advisor, I love having these conversations. I can think of you know multiple clients that we take care of. It at one point, um, I had five generations of a family that we took care of. Wow. wow! And it was so amazing to think about you know these parents in their nineties making decisions for you know people that were just newborns and. And that family is just, you know, super strong because of being able to have that open conversation. And, you know, what I think is I look at it today and, you know, if I look at a lot of the older generations, you know, I think the older generation was a little bit more uh, kept and quiet about talking about Absolutely. finances. Mm -hmm. yes. yeah, it was yes. taboo. And, yeah, it's yep. probably their experiences in life. And I think the younger generation has become more open about that. Uh, I had a client that was just recently in, and he's had some health issues. And so uh, mom and dad came in, and all three kids joined. And the conversation was is, you know, what do we do in their situation to, one, make sure that everything is taken care of the way that it is, make sure that, um, you know, mom's taken care of if something happens to dad, um, whether it's a nursing home or passes away, you know, what a legal document do we have to put in place and you know what does the plan look like and you know having that conversation I think really helped absolutely everybody absolutely. right yeah sure. so the dad he got the peace of mind to know that God forbid if some point some down the time down the road something happened you know we had already protected the income mm -hmm. for his wife we have, you know, protections for market downturn. Uh, you know, we, we then found some gaps and maybe legal documents and other things that needed to get done where we're able to make some introduction to some of the other professionals that we work with. And even the kids felt a lot better. The kids sure. felt so much better. I would say in my personal experience, 90% of the time I see mistakes 
when we sit down and look at people's situations. And by having these open conversations, it's going to help avoid these mistakes. So, you know, part of that is one of the reasons why we created the Ultimate Estate Planning Checklist, which right. is a handy guide uh, that people can use to go through that make a list of things that here's what we need to check off. So if you're going to have a conversation with mom and dad, the Ultimate Estate Planning Checklist can be a good thing to do. The other thing is, is sometimes it can become a little bit awkward, right? So normally you have in a in a family, you have uh, three or four or five kids, and, you know, one of the kids is going to take the lead into it. You know, sometimes it, if you look at family dynamics, um, a poorly planned estate or a quietly kept financial situation more often than not, I think, blows up a family Absolutely. than open conversation and dialogue about what things should go uh, before something bad happens. I'm telling you, in 28 years of experience, having the open conversation can help keep your family together versus keeping it quiet can, can lead sometimes to increased risk of dangers. And uh, those dangers are not only just families you know, fighting, but financial costly mistakes uh, and maybe your money not going to where you want it to go. This is, again, I'm biased. It's one more example of where having mm-hmm. a pro come in is a, is a good idea mm-hmm. to do that. I can think of uh, another conversation that we had recently where an attorney was there, and it was myself, the attorney, the kids, mom and dad, and you know the attorney was able to bring up the things that maybe were uncomfortable for the kids to ask right, right. but there were things that needed to be addressed sure. and by the attorney being there and, and enlisting the pro i'd say we're able to get it out there so if you have not had that conversation again father's day is coming up this is your moment of time this is your moment of time to be a father you have that conversation with your family, or if you're an adult child, have that conversation with your dad before uh, something bad happens so you know exactly what their wishes are. I think, uh, I think what you'll find is if you approach your dad or your mom, they may be waiting for you to approach them as well, and they may want to tell you everything that they've got put in place and how what their wishes are and if you don't ask don't have that fear of asking because it's very important you know like Nolan said you know it's awesome to hear that you've got those generations that come in and I think you're right the younger generation is more willing to talk about it than the older Mm, absolutely you know it may seem like it, it can be an awkward conversation uh, but I guarantee you it is, it is a lot easier conversation to have than uh, when it's no longer an option, when it's no longer available and, and it changes the family dynamics significantly. So uh, to echo what Nolan said there, you know, maybe maybe use this weekend or, or next weekend. Actually, go ahead and use this weekend. Don't, don't delay it any longer. You know, reach out to the family, have those conversations. And uh, just one one less thing, hopefully, that, that everyone in the family has to concern themselves with. And the good news is you don't have to go it alone. Like, like they said, 419 794 3030, the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, they can help you with this conversation with with any of the things we've talked about on this week's show or any questions you may have pertaining your retirement. 419-794-3030 or go online to americasretirementheadquarters.com. One more time, don't forget, check out the events tab over there at americasretirementheadquarters.com. We appreciate you joining us this week. We hope you have a great week ahead of you. And guys, as we, we wrap up here, I want to leave you with the final word. Great quote for the week. When my father didn't have my hand, he had my back. So happy Father's Day, everybody. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Know that we here at America's Retirement Headquarters always have your back. Uh, Enjoy the Father's Day weekend, and we look forward to talking to you soon. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 277. 787.